What's going on, guys? Eric Thomas here with the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Have you ever wondered uh, what a good content strategy would be for your marketing? Or have you ever wondered if you should put your pricing on your website? I know these are both hot topics right here uh, in 2022. So I figured I'd bring on a true expert this week to chat about both of those. Here we go. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. The podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. Hello again out there, Eric Thomas here, host of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. And today we have got Marcus Sheridan with us, keynote speaker, author of They Ask, You Answer, among many other things. So Marcus, how are you doing? Yo, Eric, it's a good day and it's a great day to talk about HVAC marketing best practices because that's something I'm passionate about as a as a pool guy, right? So it's yeah. like we're, we're, we're almost like distant cousins. Right. Yeah. Because we're all like just hardcore blue collar businesses. And so I think we're going to have some things here said today that are going to help a lot of people. Yeah. I'm excited. So, Marcus, why don't you go ahead for those of you know, our listeners out there who may not know who you are. Go ahead and give the quick introduction and tell them a little bit about your history uh, in business. Yeah. I started a swimming pool company in 2001 called River Pools with a couple of buddies. And, uh, you know, we pushed to grow the business in, in, in 2008, market collapse. I thought we were going to lose it all. And that's when I started to learn about the internet, about inbound marketing, content marketing, social media, all that stuff. And, you know, as I was reading all this stuff about it, Eric, what I heard in my simple pool guy mind is, you know, Marcus, if you just obsess over your customers' questions, worries, fears, issues, concerns, and you're willing to address those on your website through text, through video, you just might save your business. So I said, if there's one thing I can do, I can certainly answer these questions. I'm used to getting them in the home because I was selling swimming pools and homes for many years. And so that's what we started to do. And I just took all the questions I'd ever received, brainstormed them out. And then one by one each night, I was addressing those producing articles, producing videos that went on the website. Make a long story short, we became the most trafficked swimming pool website in the world. And that led to us growing exponentially. Started a manufacturing company, a manufacturing of uh, fiberglass pool shells because we're a fiberglass pool company. And uh, then we started a franchise company. So now we have franchisees, little river pools all over the country. It's been wild. And of course, during this time, I wrote a book called They Ask You Answer. Today, I have a full agency that teaches companies how to implement They Ask You Answer. I've had a huge amount of success with it, by the way, in the home improvement space, HVAC space. I've you know got had some incredible case studies. And, uh, and I get to speak all over the world. And it's the most amazing life. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was some of the, I guess, what was some of the initial uh, return on that investment when it came to the content marketing, answering those questions? Was it, was it, you know, were, were some of the other folks in the business and yourself a little fearful that, you know, giving away these answers may uh, turn customers away from you or was it the opposite? Yeah. I mean, you, you look, it's one of those things where, <laughs> people for some reason are afraid to be honest and transparent online. 
when I say people, business owners, it's almost like we, we think we all have some secret sauce and that buyers are dumb and they won't find these answers elsewhere. I don't believe buyers are dumb. In other words, I think that we have this thing called the internet and people are going to use it and eventually they're going to find their answers. If they can't find their answers from you, they're going to find them from somebody else. So it doesn't mean they start off informed, but eventually everybody's going to be informed. And that's mm -hmm. where we're headed. And so in my mind, I was like, listen, it's this cut and dry strategy. If we're getting asked the question, we're going to address it on our website. Now, that doesn't mean we can specifically answer it every single time, but we can absolutely address it well on our website. And I know immediately I started having people call me up and say, hey, Marcus, I just thank you so much for talking about this thing because nobody else is willing to talk about it. For example, we were the first company in the swimming pool industry that talked about cost and price on our website. It's 2009. And I was teaching people what they were going to spend on a pool and what drives cost up and what drives cost down, why some companies are expensive, why some companies are cheap. And um, immediately that article started generating a lot of traffic, a lot of revenue. Now today, it's and I recently retallied this, that single article that took me about 45 minutes to write on my kitchen table has generated over $25 million in sales, Jeez. which is pretty ridiculous. One article, 45 minutes, $25 million in sales. That's really, really amazing. And that's what's possible if you're tracking where your leads heard about you and you know, if you're willing to address that, which everybody wants to know, one of which is cost and price. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, we're a digital marketing agency. So, you know, one of the big things that we, we do is help businesses get found on Google. And so, you know, in doing so, we often are doing keyword research and, and looking at different things there. And just like you're saying, people don't go on Google necessarily to just search immediately for replacement or for estimates, they're going to go on there and they're going to search how much does the system replacement cost? Why is my furnace making a spooky noise? Yeah. Why they're not going on there and just saying, you know, I want to buy a system right now. They're going on there and they're asking questions. And the people I think who are going to win in the long term are the ones that are coming out front and saying, putting an article out there with a, a ballpark range of cost. You know, here are the factors that go into the pricing of it. Here's some of the costs that go into um, you know, a cheaper contractor versus a better contractor. Here's what you're going to get with a better contractor. Those are the ones that are going to win because the, the the customer that picks up the phone at that point, they've already made a decision on your business. Well, you know, I boil it down, Eric, to either you believe in the golden rule or not. That's it. So we can say to ourselves, hey, I don't know if I want to talk about that. Okay, fine. Would you, if you were the buyer, the potential customer, would you appreciate it if somebody was willing to talk about those things? And the answer is yes, every single time. And so if we're really going to say, I believe in the golden rule, which most people do regardless of religious affiliation, then it's time that we actually live it. And it's very possible to do. And the key, though, is understanding the way people think. You know, one thing, one of the things that I talk about in the book are the subjects that every buyer wants to know before they reach out to a company. And you just started mentioning some of those, Eric. And in the book, they ask you answer, we call those the big five. And again, these are the five subjects that buyers are constantly researching before they reach out to a company. And what are the five? 
cost questions. In other words, they want to understand costs, pricing, rates, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Number two, they want to understand problems, negatives, or issues. In other words, what could go wrong? Number three, they want to do comparisons. We are constantly comparing this versus that online, this company versus that company, this technology versus that technology, this methodology versus that methodology, that brand versus this brand, this heat pump versus that heat pump. You know the deal. It goes on and on. Number four, reviews. We want to know what everybody's saying about it. And not just that, but we want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly that people are saying about it. And then finally, number five, we want to know the best, what the best it is, top, the most, right? And so... Um, when you when you look at that, those are the big five: cost, problems, comparisons, reviews, and best. And even though, as consumers and buyers, we're obsessed with learning those things before we reach out to a company, most companies still in 2022 don't want to talk about those things, and they feel like they can be the ostrich with their head in the sand and just you know not address it, and it'll eventually go away. The only thing that goes away is your customer leaves, trust, gone. But their question's not going away. Their question eventually is going to get answered. So you have to ask yourself, do I want them to answer it? Excuse me, do I want them to learn it from me or from one of my competitors or some cheesy third-party site that, you know, is handling a lot of these questions? I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in Angie's list answering my stinking questions about swimming pools or HVAC or anything like that. I want them learning from me. I want the customer learning from me. And it only happens if you're committed to teaching them, educating them on your website through text, through video, et cetera. Yeah. I I think, you know, I think Angie's and home advisor. um, I just went on Google. How much does HVAC replacement cost? The featured snippet that came up was from home advisor. And it says the cost to replace an HVAC system averages $7,000 with a typical range of 5,000 to 10,000. That could be how hard is that? That could be Tim's heating and air next door. How hard is that? Now the key though, here's the key. Cause somebody, if they're listening to this, they might say, well, I tend to be a little bit more expensive on the higher range. Stop fearing that you don't fear it when you meet with somebody because you're explaining your value proposition and that's why they end up going with you. Right. And so, um, I ha- this is one of those things where if you talk about cost and price, again, discuss what drives cost up, what drives cost down. Why are some companies expensive? Why are some companies cheap? Why are some, let's say, heat pumps expensive? Why are some heat, pump, heat pumps cheap? They're not all built the same. They're not all installed exactly the same, right? There's like, mm-hmm. they're, they're not all warranties are the same from the manufacturer or from the installer. I mean, we could go down the list. So there's a lot of things in the industry that define value. If we don't take the time to define that value, though, what happens is the buyer lives in a state of ignorance. They just don't know. And so what do they do? They choose the cheapest thing. They choose the cheapest thing when they know no better. And that's what commoditizes any product or service. I mean, ultimately, why is an HVAC company going to say, we're not going to talk about cost and price? They're worried about commoditization. Stop it. What? What? Affects commoditization is allowing ignorance to exist in a marketplace. And so the only reason why an industry would ever get commoditized is because you, the company, allowed it to happen. Yeah, I completely agree. So when it comes to answering those big five questions, what are some recommendations you would make in finding those big five? I guess like 
you know, FAQs and, and stuff like that for the business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's simple ways you do it. The best ideation tool for content and the best keyword tool in the world is listening to the stinking questions that you're getting when you're meeting with homeowners, period. That's the best. You're going to hear them over and over again. Now, of course, another thing that I like to do is use Google and just go to Google and type, start typing in and watch what the suggestions show because that's very, very telling, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you, um, if here's what's interesting too, like if you type in, you know, what is the average cost for an HVAC unit? What's going to happen is you're going to get results, but you're going to also get other suggested questions that people are asking. Mm -hmm. Or if you start type, typing it in, you're going to see under suggestions, all these other potential searches that you could make. And it's, you know, an example of this is um, like you pick any HVAC brand, for example, type in that brand and then type in the word versus and then see what all gets suggested, right? So choose any brand and you might call it brand plus the word heat pump plus versus and then watch all the suggestions you're going to see on the screen. People are searching this stuff prolifically. I mean, prolifically. And then as there's different types of technology, people are comparing those things too. Prolifically. Yeah. And so yeah. you can get a ton of ideas just by starting to type in typical phrases that somebody would, would think. But the key here, Eric, is you can't think like an HVAC company. You got to think like a homeowner who has a problem, to your point mm -hmm. earlier. That yeah. is just trying to figure it out. And they don't necessarily ex know exactly where to start or where to go or even sometimes what to ask. You just know they have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so I still have this, how much does HVAC replacement cost pulled up? And it says, people also ask, why is it so expensive? Is it worth replacing my system? How often should I should it be replaced? Should I replace my 20-year-old unit? Will a new HVAC system increase home value? That That's six articles that could be written right there and turned into a video. Nailed or... it. And here's what's crazy. Every single one of those articles, excuse me, questions are from somebody that's really serious about mm -hmm. buying an HVAC unit, right? They, they, they have that issue right now. And these are questions your sales team is dealing with right now. Have mm -hmm. you ever asked yourself, if you're listening to this, why does my sales team answer some of the same questions over and over again? What would happen if before they even got into the home, not only did they know the answer to the question, but they had heard it from you, your salesperson, your company. You know, let me give you an example of, of uh, one, one uh, client of mine that's just crushed on this. Their company's called Firing, Fire and Ice. Uh, and they're out of Columbus, Ohio. Yep, I've heard of them. And they're lighting it up. I mean, mm -hmm. they're just absolutely killing it. Now, one thing that they've done, which is absolutely magical, is they um, have a special, hot, like nice, nice production video that their videographer produced. Yes, they have an in-house videographer, by the way. And that's because they get what's happening in the world, right? If you read my book, you understand the power of video and videographers in-house. All right, but that's beside the point. Each salesperson has this video. Now, this video addresses, I think it's the eight fundamental questions that everybody wants to know when they go into their home, right? And what's so powerful is they send this out beforehand, 
And of course, by the time they get there, they know what the salesperson looks like. They've already learned from the salesperson. That company is already very, very different than everybody else. And I mean, and in fact, um, they have a salesperson and I'm, and I posted this on LinkedIn and I'm pretty positive this was the number, but they had a salesperson last year do $2 million in sales. Now, that's the HVAC industry. If you do $2 million in sales, you're a freaking baller, Mm -hmm. right? You are balling it and you got to be doing exceptional things. And what it means is the thing that people forget about content, Eric, is it's the great filter. It allows you to work the most qualified leads. But what's great about it is you get more leads and so you can be more selective to work with the most qualified. So that's how, mm-hmm. how it goes, right? Same with my swimming pool company. I can be the most expensive fiberglass swimming pool company in Virginia. And I'll tell anybody that. But yet we install more fiberglass pools than anybody in Virginia. So we do about 150 to 175 a year. We're doing a 12 to $15 million a year business. You know, each one of my salespeople is knocking down three to four, $5 million a year. It's good. Yeah. It's glorious, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wins because the rights of a teacher are greater than he or she that does not teach. And so when you produce content and you're teaching the world, you can ask customers to do things, prospects to do things. You can, you can require them to do things that otherwise people would not do. And this is really, really a big deal. Let me give you a quick example, if that's okay with you, Eric. Yeah, go for it. One, one of the um, sections of They Ask You Answer talks about what we call assignment selling. And assignment selling is very powerful. And I discovered it in 2014 when I was looking at two groups of people from my company's website. First group had filled out a form and then they ended up buying a pool. And the second group filled out a form and ended up not buying a pool. So I said, what's the difference between the, those that come to my website, fill out a form and buy versus do not? And I noticed the number 30 kept jumping out. And that number 30 represented total pages viewed. And here's what we found. If somebody read 30 or more pages of the website before that initial in-home visit, they would buy 80% of the time. If they didn't hit that number 30, the closing rates were about 25%. 25% is about average in the industry. You go into one and four homes, you're going to close a deal. So mm-hmm. we would go from 25% to 80% if they just consumed 30 pieces of our content. So I said to myself, well, shoot, dude, this is amazing. All I have to do is figure out how to get everyone to consume 30 pieces of content before I go into the home. And so that's when we developed assignment selling. And here's what it sounds like, right? And I'm going to just pretend I'm an HVAC dealer to make it, I'm going to like use those terms. Uh, And I won't say it exactly right because like, I don't know the industry like you know it, Eric, but I'm just going to like, I'm just going to make it up ad lib here, right? So let's just pretend you called me up on the phone and said, hey, Marcus, I'm checking out your website. Could you come out to my house this Friday and give me a quote for a new unit? I'd say to you, Eric, I'd love to come out to your house this Friday and, um, and talk to you about your new unit, but you're getting ready to spend a lot of money and I know you don't want to make any mistakes. And so as to make sure you don't make any mistakes with your HVAC purchase, I'm going to make sure you're really well educated. So I'm going to send you two things before I come out there, Eric. First thing I'm going to send you is a video. This video is great because it's going to show you the entire install process of a new unit and what you need to be prepared for. And this way, when I come out on Friday, you're not going to say, so Marcus, what I need to do in preparation, you're already going to know. Now, the second thing I'm going to send you, Eric, is a buying guide. This buying guide is great because it's going to answer some very specific questions about choosing the right HVAC unit because lots of times people make mistakes. We don't want you to make those mistakes. And so it's going to answer some of those very specific questions that I know you have. Now, this guide's a little bit long. It's about 30 pages, but I promise you it's going to be well worth your time. Now, with that said, Eric, would you take the time to do these things before our appointment on Friday? Majority of people are going to say, yeah, sure. Now, does that mean everybody's going to do it? No. But those that do it, they're going to buy 80% of the time. 
That's really powerful. That's yeah. assignment selling. Every single salesperson listening to this right now or anybody that has a salesperson working for them right now should understand how to do exactly what I just showed you. It's a game changer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've heard of Fire and Ice. They are... Um, they're, they're gangsters. Yeah. I was going to say they're killing it, but yeah, they're gangsters. Yep. They are gangsters. And um, <clears throat> yeah, we were actually looking at their website. A uh, teammate of mine uh, and myself were looking at it because they they're pumping out blog articles like it's freaking money being printed <laughs> and it's, it's like four it's a, a simple week. <laughs> it's a simple system yeah that's the that's the we have a metric with all of our clients okay and uh first one is that they have to have an in-house content writer now that alone puts you in the top you know one percent of all hvac companies because nobody's mm. going to have an in-house content writer now uh, the majority of our customers also have, our clients also have an in-house videographer. Now, in the HVAC space, that puts you in the top 0.1% of all HVAC companies. So think about the damage that you can do. And so this person is just full-time producing content. But, of course, they're killing it because they're getting some ungodly number of visitors per month. And now the problem is scaling the business, right? How far do we want to go out? Do we want to uh, franchise it? How do we want to do it? And that's just, yeah. that's how it works. When people do, they ask you answer the right way, but you got to take it seriously. And, um, and uh, I see, I see this repeat over and over again. And here's the thing for anybody listen to this. They might say, well, geez, if fire and ice already did it, there's no way I can do it. No, absolutely. You can, because there's room on top for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is geopolitical uh, or, or like a geocentric. Right. So so your leads, wherever you are, are probably not in the same area as fire and ice. And so people want their questions answered. And so are they coming to your website? And when they come to your, your website, are they fed? Do they feel satiated or are they saying, geez, I just got so many like doubts and concerns and worries because you can eliminate those. You can if you're just leaning into this this framework and this philosophy of they ask you answer. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize like they think, oh, yeah, that, you know, that's that sounds like an expensive, an expensive thing to have a content writer and a videographer because, you know, immediately they start thinking about overhead. Um, but the thing is, if they do that right, those two positions will get paid for 10 times over. It's a game changer. After a year, nobody ever says to me, Marcus, this has just cost me too much. Almost every time I'm serious, Eric, within 12 to 18 months, more often than not, what they're saying is. I'm thinking about bringing another content person on Marcus. What do you think? <laughs> I'm like, let's go, let's roll baby. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, one person can, the minimum bar that we said is one content manager should produce at least three educational articles a week, at least that. So you see what fire eyes is doing with one, they're doing four a week. And that person handles some other stuff because yeah. an article a day is pretty, is absolutely doable. Assuming the person is, is, like a, a decent writer. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's a little bit more scalable too. Um, just simply because could you outsource it? Yes. And I, I'm not anti outsourcing. I just don't think outsourcing is the best long-term solution mm -hmm. to what is going to be a long-term need. Yeah. And the thing about the, about every space and HVAC is no different. The technology is evolving. It's changing. Questions are evolving and changing. Right. Yeah. And so as they do, you want to be you want to be on the front edge of that. And look, I mean, I think the future of the Internet is in-house ownership of content production. I really do. I don't think we're going to be making our own websites for the most part, especially small businesses. You know, continue to outsource that. I think we're going to outsource certain campaigns and stuff like, you know, 
you know, I think lots of times somebody's going to be ran, running our Google ads and somebody's going to be helping us with certain types of, you know, other campaigns. But in terms of content production, I believe that the future of that, and the data shows it, is in-house production. Absolutely. I mean, it's like even, you know, even with us, you know, even if we got hired uh, by Fire and Ice, they're in Columbus, Ohio, and we're in Chesapeake, Virginia. Yeah. I can't be there every day to record a video of them answering the top three most commonly asked questions. I'd have to schedule this whole ordeal versus them just having someone pull out a phone. It's one of these little 4K pocket computers. That's it. That's it. Saying, hey, it's magical that way. Yeah. You, you nailed it, Eric. Be you nailed it. And, and plus, it's like there's magic when your content writer says, all right, I'm just going to spend a day in the field with a sales rep. They leave and they've got like 100 ideas of a new piece of content. Because every single question they hear, they're like, why are they asking that? Is that not on the website? Did I not address it well? Is it not findable? Right? That's what's so powerful. Yeah. So there's one other thing I wanted to hit on really quick. And that is uh, we have, we, we've partnered up with a company called Contractor Commerce, which is an online uh, plug and play e-commerce solution for HVAC. Uh, they've been on the podcast twice. I think it's a really cool tool. Um, and, and here's how it works. You, you put a short little script on your website and then voila you have a full-blown online store you can drop ship air filters you can sell maintenance agreements huge deal and you can so even, freaking smart yeah and you can even offer system replacement estimates a good better best option on your website huge um, and so that's called been, self-service and that's the future of business people listen to eric thomas right now folks that's the future of business do not fool yourself in thinking that it won't be the case the future of websites is self-service where your buyers can do as much as they possibly can without necessarily talking to a salesperson. Now, this always scares companies, but it is so powerful when it's done the right way. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and that's kind of like what the, there's kind of been, a, you know, a teeter-totter on opinions on this. Because, you know, the traditional end likes to say, well, we like to, you know, get into the home and sit down at the table and... Notice what that starts with. Eric, right? What is what's the first word you just said? We. We. We like. Not our customer likes. We like. And now somebody might say, yeah, I think our customers like it too. <laughs> okay. That's because you're not giving them another option, Dingledorf. Like, if you start <laughs> giving other options, suddenly the marketplace will show you. Again, golden rule. Golden rule. So, like, on my swimming pool website, we were the first company manufacturer in the world that has a swimming pool calculator on our website. Now, we don't set the end price for our dealers. Like, I got a dealer in Chesapeake, Virginia, the river pools of Chesapeake, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I don't set their end price, but is it possible for me as a manufacturer to give you a sense for pricing and then send that lead to Chesapeake and they'll reach out to you 100%. That's yep. exactly right. We can do that. And so the same thing's going to happen with HVAC. It's already actually happening. Um, and to your point, being able to get, you know, parts and stuff and making it easy for them with a piece of code. I mean, hallelujah. It's yeah. glorious. I can see why you'd partner up with them. Yeah. And it's like 200 bucks a month. Can you say and, no brainer? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's the cheapest no brainer I've ever heard of. And, um, but, and, and the thing is that like the argument I've been trying to kind of come back with is you can still have those tabletop conversations with the homeowner, but why not? Like what, what's stopping you 
from offering them a good, better, best solution. They may think, you know, based on this workflow, uh, my home's 2,500 square feet. I've got this many windows. We've got existing ductwork, blah, blah, blah. They may think this is good, better, best. These are the prices. And then they'll call you and say, hey, I got this. They submit the lead form. Then you can send the comfort advisor to have that conversation because, you know, there's always other variables. You could get to the home and say, hey, I know, you know, based on our, you know, our website. Yeah. There's you know, workarounds. You, in yeah. other words, you're not putting yourself in a corner, people, by giving great information because you can dictate the terms because to your point, you're going to have that rep go out to the house and confirm what they feel they need, the homeowner needs, is actually what they need. Yeah. And if they're good at their job, they'll easily be able to upsell them, downsell them to, again, what it is they actually need, what best serves them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I think that that's the way it's going. I mean, everything is, is online these days. And of that's... course it is. You know, inherently, Eric, I know it. Everybody listening to this knows it. They're uberfying everything. It doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah. I am a sales guy at heart. I sold in the home for years. For years. Once COVID hit, my sales team finally started doing the first sales appointment over a video instead of going to the home. And of course, before that, I told them you should be selling over a video for your first appointment with a homeowner. Like you should do it over video and then go out to the house. They're like, no, Marcus, we've got it. I'm like, I think you're wasting time. COVID hits, they start doing everything over video. And then suddenly they're telling me, oh my gosh, I'm doing more appointments than I've ever done in one day. My closing rates are better. And I would never go back to the way we were doing it before. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I, I think kind of in, in closing, a, a thought that has been kind of just running through my head this whole time is if you're an HVAC contractor out there, you own a business and you're considering implementing this process of answering their questions, putting the information that they need to know and that they want to know on your website and your competitors don't, what does that tell the homeowner? Mm -hmm. Like what's that homeowner going to think when they get to your website and they say, Oh, look, here are my three options, 7,000, 12,000, 18,000. Here's why it's so expensive. Here's why it's better than the other brands. Here's what to look for in a contractor. And then they go to Billy's website and Billy's website's just buy now, give us your contact information nothing else what, what's that say about billy that competitor has no chance no chance mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's it like that's the gavel boom 100 bro look trust is never ever going to stop folks if you're listening to this trust is going to be fundamental to your business in five years 10 years 20 years what we're talking about here in this conversation, Eric and myself, is how can you become the most trusted voice in your space? There's a way to do it. It is so obvious. Sure, does it take a little bit of faith? Yeah, but it's proven to work. It's working your industry. You inherently know it's going to work. You know this is where we're headed. So get on board with it. That would be my challenge to you. And hopefully everybody, Eric's going to get the book, read the book, be inspired by the Ask You Answer. It's a total game changer. But, you know, for me, this was a lot of fun, a lot of fun joining you. Like I said, I love the space. I love any blue collar space because that's where my passion lies. Absolutely. Well, I'll put a link in the show notes for that book and uh, and, and also to your website, Marcus. 
I appreciate you joining me today on the show. And uh, what, what's a good way for people to learn more about you and, and all the, the great things you're doing? The best way for you to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm very active over there, folks. So check me out on LinkedIn, connect with me, follow me there, whatever. Uh, Marcus at MarcusSheridan.com is a personal email for me, Marcus at MarcusSheridan.com. And uh, you can, my website's MarcusSheridan.com. So Eric, again, thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.